Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into hour number two on the early line Wednesday morning here, August 24th. It's Donnie and Mike. We got you covered over the next hour. You want to talk topics? We got topics. And maybe the biggest topic in the land right now is Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. Mike, we're led to believe that Kevin Durant said, I want to be traded about a month ago. Nothing is working in my direction here. I think it's time to move on. Some quiet period here. Multiple teams getting involved. The trade rumors heating up. Nothing coming to it. And then we hear from Kevin Durant again. that says, you know what, man? Fire this GM. Fire this coach if you want me back. They don't do any of that, meaning the Brooklyn Nets. And here we are today. Kumbaya. We're all going to get back together and make a run at the 2022-2023 championship here in Brooklyn and nowhere else. Mike, your initial thoughts on that. There's a lot of different angles to go here, right? The first thing I'll say is yeah. I really like Kevin Durant. I'm a huge fan. He's an all-time great player. The guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's creative off the court. And I think at times he's very thoughtful. But the reality, Donnie, is he's very sensitive too. And that's not even really a criticism. He's just a very sensitive person. He comes across like a sensitive person, I'll say. We obviously don't know him personally. And I think it drives a lot of what's going on. There was a time early in his career, you remember that he was really Mr. Nice Guy. Over time, he developed a some animosity towards the media. And I think it started to fuel his desires to being able to control his narrative. He went to Golden State, he's made his way to Brooklyn, and each way he's trying to control his next move, even after signing a Supermax extension and then saying, yeah, I'm out of here. I don't, I don't like the what I built here, so let me just bail. And I don't really know what he expected the Nets to do or anybody to pay for him. I think even Kevin Walsh said yesterday on Twitter, I think the market basically told you what they think of Kevin Durant, a great player, but we're not going to sacrifice everything just for a run here with an aging player that's had an Achilles injury. Like that is still the reality of the situation. As great as he is, it's not like we've seen him carry a team on his back here for the last couple of seasons in and out of the lineup, his teammates in and out of the lineup. He's unhappy. We don't know if he's fully healthy. He wasn't fully healthy when we saw him in the playoffs last, right? So 
I just I don't really know how this is going to work. The fact that they are seven to one behind only the Celts and the Bucks is curious to me. They're obviously talented, Donnie, but I just don't really know how I could trust them to bring it all together when they barely played with one another and the star player wanted the coach fired two weeks ago. And you're right. It hasn't worked. It's it's a few like different tentacles here overall for this whole net situation. Is he yeah. talented? Absolutely. Can that team make a run? Absolutely. But it hasn't worked out. It's not as if they made it all the way to game seven of the NBA finals and Kevin Durant had to miss game six and seven right. because of the stomach flu and they lost. This was a team that's woefully underperformed. But even at the FanDuel Sportsbook, they were always priced all the way along, Mike, as if they were supposed to be the yes. favorites to win a championship. Now, also, you brought up a good point here with Kevin Walsh and what he was talking about yesterday. Usually, you're not going to get equal you know, shares back when you trade an all-time superstar like Kevin Durant. And you saw the market developing here. Usually when you're talking about a deal where let's just say the Memphis Grizzlies and they're saying, all right, we got some draft picks available, but also at the same time, we're not going to include Desmond Bain to get back Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the NBA. It was smart for the Nets right. to keep him if they can keep him happy. And let's welcome in the radio audience here. Our number two radio right on the early line. It's Mike Blewett and Donnie Wrightside talking some NBA hot topics, including Kevin Durant here, which brings up the next thing. This isn't just a Kevin Durant thing. You're now upset Agreed. with the ownership. He's upset with the coach. He's upset with the GM. But you still have Kyrie Irving, who was supposed to be thrown out of town a month ago as well. How does this all come together? And also, is Kyrie sticking around for this year as well, Mike? This is a great question. He didn't seem like he wanted to be want yeah. anything to do with this until he signed off on the dotted line. He's like, you know what? Let me take that uh, $35 million or whatever that payment was. And then I'll figure it out later. But I don't, I don't have any confidence that Kyrie is still not working back angles to try to get rid of his stay or try to end his tenure in Brooklyn. Plus, we have the Simmons thing. Like, we, we're not even talking about uh -huh. that yet. And if Kyrie and Simmons and Durant are all top shelf and playing great, of course, the Nets are going to be an unbelievable offensive basketball team. But one guy doesn't even really seem to want to play one guy doesn't want to be there, and the other guy didn't want to be there two days ago. Two days ago. He didn't want to be there. Fire the coach. Fire the GM. I don't like what they've done. When meanwhile, all they've really done is everything that you've asked. So I Mike, don't really know where to go put your thinking cap on here for me. Yeah. I need your thinking cap on this one. Let's just say the Nets start the season with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and also Ben Simmons. Post-trade deadline, all three of those players still in that? <sighs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yeah, no. Agree. Because I think if Kyrie gets banged up again, I mean, the Kyrie vaccine thing, that, that's not going to be an, a factor this year. But if Kyrie or somebody gets banged up again and then they're scuffling for another 40 games, somebody's going to say, just get me out of here. This isn't working. Send me to the Lakers. Send me wherever and just try to blow it up. But – it is still going to be difficult with the salaries that they hold in order to make a fair trade for the Nets. It's just going to be difficult. Never a dull day in Brooklyn, it seems. But you know what? We're going to switch it back up to a little Major League Baseball talk and check in on the awards. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who has a shot? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back at here on the early line Wednesday morning. A little bit more Major League Baseball talk. It's always fun to take some of these quarter polls here, Mike, to see exactly where we stand in the award race in Major League Baseball. So many times we're talking about who's going to come down the stretch, make it into as a wild card, or even just make it into the playoffs as a divisional winner. Now, it seems like these two leaders in the clubhouse, as we like to say, have been the leaders for quite some time now. Aaron Judge approaching 50 home runs here. We thought he might get a push this season or at least after the post-trade deadline and also all-star break from maybe a Shohei Otani or from Mike Trout comes back. If we're looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook this morning to win the <coughs> AL MVP, it's Aaron Judge at a minus 850 price. Shohei Otani plus 550. Jose Ramirez 85 to 1. And so and so forth we go. So maybe it's a simple question at this point when it wasn't about 30 or 60 days ago, obviously. Aaron Judge, is it easy money if you lay, let's just say, $850 to win $100 <laughs> on the FanDuel Sportsbook at this point? You got to have a lot of stones <clears throat> to bet somebody other than Aaron Judge at this point. But I'll ask here, I'll take a fun angle on this. If he got hurt tomorrow, God forbid. I'm a Yankees fan. Could he still win it? I would say I would say yes, but let me just counter that point. Kevin and I talked about it so many times last year when DeGrom went down. We're like, we don't care if he throws another pitch. He's the Cy Young Award winner. Well, obviously he wasn't. So it is a pretty yeah. good contemplation here for you, talking about Judge. So in that sense, if you got 950, no, you can't do it. You can't make money on it. You'd have to bet Otani just hoping that judge gets hurt. And if you do that, you're a horrible person. So I don't want to recommend anybody. I'm a Yankees fan. He's on fire. It's fun to watch him do it. Everybody likes him. I don't know how much they're going to have to pay now that he's done this. I think it's incredible that he said, keep your $213 million. I'm going all out this year, and then you're going to pay me. So I'm really curious to see what the number is going to be. He's already over 30. That makes it sort of complicated, but I don't even know how they can let him walk now. So if the Yankees put up $350 bucks for him, it wouldn't stun me. Uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think your only chance that somebody wins, and it would be Otani. It wouldn't be the other players uh, as if Judge went down with an injury. 
Yeah, talk about betting on yourself and coming up aces here. That's exactly what Aaron Judge here with the New yep. York Yankees. We'll see how Brian Cashman and the ownership, Hal Steinbrenner and the crew, decide to pay him at the end of the season. If they do decide to pay him, or somebody else comes over the top. Now, also, yes, as a handicapper, imagine this angle going. I'm taking Jose Ramirez here, Mike, at 85-1. to 1. I said, Donnie, what's your thought process behind that? Well, if Aaron Judge gets injured and then Shohei Otani gets injured, he's next in line. So, I mean, theoretically, could it happen? Yes, but you would be a wild and crazy gambler to figure that that was going to take place. Let's flip it over to the National League, which is a little bit closer. And I have to tell you here, Mike, when I looked at this, Paul Goldschmidt minus 420 here at the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the NL MVP. Nolan Arenado, 12 to 1. Freddie Freeman, 8 to 1. Austin Raleigh, 25 to 1, and so forth here. About a month ago, I was telling Telling Kevin here, right on the same show, it just seems like to me, Goldschmidt's having a very good season, and so are the Cardinals, but he felt like a placeholder. Like somebody come from behind. It's not like somebody take this year. Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, Freddie Freeman, somebody get hot and overtake Goldschmidt, but it's going in the opposite direction where we were seeing prices for Goldschmidt at minus 120, minus 140, minus 160. I'm saying somebody should be able to, you know, put up a big season here behind him and challenge him. Nobody seems to do that. So as we take a look here, August 24, 2022, about a month left in the season. Goldschmidt, did he lock it in as well? It feels that way, Donnie. Look, I, I like to play in the awards market often. Yeah. I, it's too late, really, to get in on any kind of good angle on these ML, MLB mm -hmm. MVPs. But I like to play in the awards market because I think you can often extract value at plus money out of poorly priced odds at times. I just think you can get ahead of the market on it. But what's fascinating to me is that even though – you and I and everyone else that, say, embraced advanced statistics early. We read Moneyball. We're like, yes, this all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we managing teams like this? Why aren't we discussing it like this? A lot of these guys are writers now that vote for the awards. And yet still, sure. we have awards that reflect the old style of voting, which means that Goldschmidt maybe shouldn't be a runaway favorite or – they like the good guy, the the best player on the best team or the most surprising team, and he snags the award. I just find it to always be curious that even as these voting bodies get infused with younger, talented writers and broadcasters, the votes often still reflect the historical way in which players are awarded these awards. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it certainly does, where you have that evolution where you're thinking one way, but then again, you're being influenced in another direction from those up-and-coming yeah. guys. It certainly does. And also, there's no bigger market here, Mike, than being influenced by those next-level statistics, and that being the Cy Young Award That's race. Right. It used to be, man, he won 25 games with the ERA of three. Yeah, He's yeah. a lock. That's no longer the case. Yeah. Now you're looking at war and XFIP and all that other stuff that mentions in Sierra. So if we're looking at Sandy Alcantara at a minus 300 price at the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Cy Young in the NL, Verlander at minus 260. These prices both below what we we're looking at in the MVP markets. Are there any movement or somebody like Tony Gonsolin is having a sensational year? He's seven to one. What are we waiting for? Alcantara to have four to five bad starts down the stretch and he loses that. Mm -hmm. Verlander, who's been sensational at close to 40 years old for the Houston Astros behind him, Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan, who was once the favorite about 45 days to go, days ago here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Alcantara, Verlander, the either one of those drop out of the race and can somebody come from behind and take that over verlander has been really remarkable obviously this year mm -hmm. and durable as well 
uh, I think you, the only thing was to go back to what we said earlier, you sat here a year ago saying, does DeGrom, if DeGrom doesn't throw another pitch, does he win? And you were saying yes. And then that didn't happen. Now pitchers do go down at all different times, but it's not really a market I like to bet into be like, well, what if Alcantara gets hurt? And then who steps up? I mean, yes, that could happen, but it's a strange thing to vote for. Uh, to bet on simply because nobody's in the business of predicting injuries. I think that's the only way this happens. Once we get past Labor Day with these two guys, it's locked in. The prices are only going to get shorter and shorter. How about a fun bet here on the FanDuel Sportsbook? Talking about Albert Pujols, which seems to reclaim his form here, Mike, from like 2012, breaking home runs nightly, it seems. How about this? Pujols home runs at the end of the 2022 regular season. If you think he's going to hit seven more, which will put him at 700, that's a plus 880 price. If you're looking to fade Albert Pujols and you say, he's not getting the 700 home runs by the end of the season, that's listed at a minus 1800 price. He's a DH. If he does stay healthy and he's hot down the stretch, He's going to be playing in some ball games that matter and against some teams that are really far out of it, bringing up a double-A pitcher just to see what they have. Seven home runs for Albert Pujols cashes a plus 880 ticket. Are you with it here, Mike, or against it? Yeah, I, 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 I am I crazy to think that that price is way too attractive? It's only seven Five home weeks runs. left, yeah. He's hit seven home runs in his last 10 games or his last 11 games. So he's obviously going to be going out there just trying to mash now. I just wonder, do we think he's not going to get up enough at bats? What is this going to look like? The Cardinals still obviously angling in the playoffs. Is that the thought process that there's not enough at bats for him? I don't know. I, I kind of like it. I think he, they're going to give him a shot at it. And who would bet? No, that's not a fun at minus 1800. Let's go. You don't have to bet your full unit on it. Just, Let's have some fun with it. You can root for seven home exactly. runs over the course of a month and one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. Now, let's just say also, Mike, like, let's just say the Cardinals have their playoffs wrapped up. They're not, you know, bubble-wrapping Albert Pujols for the playoffs. If they have four right. or five games left, the only reason is to try to get him to 700 home runs that he can get after. And leadoff. I like it. Yes, there you go. Get him five at-bats a game. Certainly, it can make some sense. And that's wrapping up Major League Baseball for the day. But you know what? The NFL is on deck. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruising through hour number two right here on the early line on a Wednesday morning right here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 159. It's on your right side. It's Mike Blewett having some fun. We talked a lot of Major League Baseball, but a nice little crossover into the NFL and some hot topics. And it seems like one of those hot topics that started to get fired up during free agency. And that was the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky signed to be their starting quarterback. They still had Mason Rudolph on the roster, and then they went out in the draft. Number one pick for them, Kenny Pickett, who's actually been very good here in the OTAs throughout the preseason and also in training camp practices. But Mike Tomlin, Mike Blewett, said, you know what? This is really going to come down to game three of the preseason and who might be my starter for the regular season. Looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook, if you pick them to win their division, a plus 950 price. Very unsteeler like from what we've seen over the Mike Tomlin era. And quite frankly, any Steelers era feels like they're always into mix to win that division. Your thoughts on three quarterbacks, one job up for grab, and actually, who wins that job for you, Mike? Well, Donnie, as you can see, we got a terrible towel over here and we got a Steelers ah, hat over here. So I'm a little invested in this. Kenny Pickett on the preseason thus far, 19 of 22, 171 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 138.6 passer rating. He led a two-minute drive for a touchdown. He led a game-winning drive for a touchdown uh, in each of the two games. So I don't think this bodes well for Mitch Trubisky right now. If it's still up in the air... That's got to be pretty good for Kenny Pickett. And obviously, Mason Rudolph and Trubisky have actually had really good numbers as well. Pickett's been a little bit better than the others. The fact that it's going down to this preseason finale, if Pickett plays well, I think it's his job. For for months, Donnie, I've thought it's Trubisky is going to start, and they'll Mm -hmm. find a way to ease Pickett in because this offensive line stinks. And I literally, after the game the other day, even though I I plead with people not to put too much focus on the preseason. With something like this, I, I've changed my mind. I think Pickett's in the lead emotionally. He has to play well in the preseason finale. If he doesn't play well and makes a bunch of rookie mistakes, I think it's easy for the Steelers to say, you know what, he never quite overtook Mitch and we're going to start Trubisky in week one. But if he plays well, I think it's a done deal. It stinks for Trubisky, but... We've seen this happen before to guys that were told they got the starting job and then the rookie gets put in. It is what it is. Pickett went from third string three weeks ago, not even, to now he's probably going to be the starter. I think he starts week one. Hey, football's a cold business. I mean, you probably imagine yourself as Mitchell Trubisky, who had the Chicago Bears run. Didn't work all that great, but did have some success and made it to the playoffs. Then you go and say, let me rehab my career for one year in the Brian Dable and the Buffalo Bills, and all those good vibes come back out. And probably the Steelers reached out and said, hey, you know what? You're going to be our starting quarterback. Here's roughly $10 million a year for a short-term contract. Let's see what you got out here. Figuring he would be the starter. Well, things change here. Kenny Pickett, maybe for the Steelers. You didn't think he was even going to be around at the time you chose. You made that decision best for your franchise. You can't just say to Mitchell Trubisky, well, we promised you this, so you should be the starting quarterback. We've seen it in the past. Flynn got signed from Green Bay to go out to Seattle. You know, they drafted in the third round Russell Wilson. You know, it was the starter game one, Russell Wilson. I love when franchises also, you can 
tell which are the really good ones, which the Steelers are. Mike Tomlin's a no-nonsense guy. If he thinks you're the best player for that job, game one, he's going to start you here regardless of whether it's going to help you down the line. They're about winning football games and about business. And if it says, Mike Tomlin, hey, i got to go to the front office to talk with the GM. Mitchell Trubisky's not our best quarterback. Well, Mike, we spent a lot of money on him, so you better make him your starting quarterback. That's not how it works in Pittsburgh here. So the best guy will start game one. We'll see how that factors out. Actually, for a while in the offseason, Mike, the FanDuel Sportsbook did have a listed price on who would actually yeah. be the starting quarterback. And Mitchell Trubisky was being such a favorite, they just took it off of the board. So let's see what happens in that final preseason game as we angle towards the regular season. Now, this year, Mike, in the preseason, we only see three games. Used to see four, and most teams would say, game one, I don't know, one series if you have it. Game number two yeah. in the preseason, maybe a quarter. Game number three, quarter and a half for as many as the first half, and then nobody plays in that fourth game. A lot of these teams are taking a different approach from different angles for all three of these games. Playing guys in game one, not in game two. Playing them in game three because you have roughly a two-week stretch here once this preseason does end. The reason I'm bringing this up is Chase Young coming back off an injury last year to his ACL, probably going to miss the first four games. J.C. Jackson, star cornerback here for the Chargers, he's down two to four weeks. Most teams now take it upon themselves to say, nobody wants to play in the preseason. Let's just get to game one. And the reason I bring it up from your side of it. Do you say to yourself now with a new NFL, you'd like to see some of these guys get some run or you just take like that Rams approach where nobody plays until game one happens in the NFL? If it were me and I was a team like the Rams, I would definitely take mm -hmm. that approach. I don't need to see yeah. anybody. We just won the Super Bowl. We've got veterans on here and they have an unusually top heavy team when it comes to salary. So they have a few guys that they really do need to put in bubble wrap, all kinds of rumors about Stafford's elbow. So we don't need to play anybody. We haven't seen anything from Aaron Rodgers, but we have seen a lot from Pat Mahomes. It's really interesting, Donnie. You laid it out very well. We cannot really predict what's happening. The Jets didn't play anybody on Monday night when they thought a few days earlier they might. The Giants ended up resting more players than they thought. And then, sure enough, the first-round draft pick is the center of the biggest play over the weekend on a cut block that people thought was a dirty play. And he almost got with it. We thought it was a disaster for them. Turns out he's fine. But I'm leaning more towards having to sit anybody that really matters. The Steelers aren't in that position. They do have to see live action from the quarterbacks. The Packers, what would they need to see? Tom Brady went left camp for 10 days. So when it comes to the veteran players that have been through this and have produced, I think you just let them sit. I don't, I don't see the point of putting them out there at all. It's hard for us as betters because you really have to be on who is playing in this game on this particular night. And sometimes you don't get announcements until a couple of days before. I did take advantage of that on Monday. I heard 17 of the Jets, 22 starters were out. I bet Falcons first quarter, Falcons first half, and I was able to cash it. Betting it for the full game is a little riskier because, you know, Chris Streveler comes in and it's his one shot at glory, and he played really well in the second half, and the Jets won. And also Felipe Franks helping you out for rolling out of the pocket, just dropping the football on the mat where it goes for a touchdown and a defensive touchdown nonetheless. We're going to get into betting the final week of the preseason in just a few moments here, which is a great topic to have. But also, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I love the feed into controversy here. We're your star quarterback, maybe the best football player, Mike, of all time. Yeah, you know what? 
going to spend some time with the family. We're going to the Bahamas. I'll see you guys in about two weeks here. We've never seen this before, but Tom Brady playing at a high level into his mid-40s and still being one of the best players in the game, we've never seen that before either. Are we buying, or should I say, is Mike Blewett buying the Bucks in 2022 and Tom Brady? I think Brady's going to go off again. I thought he should have won the MVP last year. I'll have a piece of Tom Brady to win the MVP this year. I think he's going to throw the ball all over the place until his arm falls off, and then he walks into the booth. This is really curious. If it's if it's an effort to spend time with the family, you're telling me you couldn't do this in mid-July, all of July? Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's a really unique player, obviously, in many regards, but it doesn't really make any sense to me that they would say, you know what, in the middle of training camp, you can take off. When players are getting hurt, he is working with new players. Godwin's coming back and everything else. I, I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I do think that Tom Brady is going to go crazy. I think the Bucks' price, personally, is a little too short. I think it's a really good team, and they absolutely can win the NFC but I don't love the value on it. I, I just think there is a chance that other teams can bump them off, whether it's the Rams, Packers, Niners, or if you want to throw the Philadelphia Eagles in there as well, improving from last year to this year. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it does play out because let's keep in mind, like Tom Brady's been off for February, March, April, May, June, and July. And then, oh, yes, they're not playing or they're and say, hey, honey, we got to go to Russia for, I don't know, four weeks of training camp here. You're staying in Tampa. You're going home every single night, and yet you still need a vacation. So certainly something to keep an eye on. But also, taking a look at betting the final week of the preseason, which is always interesting. You brought up a topic here. It's very rare that during an NFL season, a coach will come out midweek and go, you know what, Mike? We're not playing any starters this week. Ooh, let me run to the window, beat the sports book, see if I can get better line. And you're right. If you did that on Monday, first quarter, first half, you cashed in fairly easily easily with that looking at the preseason as itself is it just so simple as to wait and do it there's two things right you wait to see who the coach is going to play and then you just bet the ravens no matter what the price is yeah and ravens against the spread 20 of their last 22 the bills sneakily donnie i think that's nine in a row for them so the bills have done really well in the preseason uh yeah you really do have to stay on top of it and i i don't I think you can bet money lines for games. I think spreads get really tricky unless it's the Ravens. Spreads can get really tricky. I just mentioned the Jets-Falcons game. The other Jets didn't play 17 starters of their 22 starters, and yet they still won the game. It gets really funky in the second half of these games. So I think you take advantage of that news and just bet it early. You can bet first quarter, first half, that kind of stuff in order to get you there. You don't have to bet the full games because, trust me, you'll be watching the – fourth quarter of a preseason game where 90% of the players on the field are about to be released and betting on them. And nobody knows how they're going to play. Yeah. got some of those wild swings already. And the most interesting one I would probably say, which we do have preseason games here on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and also Sunday. And then all the final cuts are made. And then we wait for that September 8th battle on a Thursday night game between the world champion Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills. But if we're looking, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, they had a great performance last week and dropped the team by close to 30 points. They opened up this line, the FanDuel Sportsbook Carolina, at a minus three, and now they sit here at a minus six price. 
We'll see what happens, but I also want to talk some NFL Week 1 line movers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's continue the good vibes in the NFL before we transition over to college football because, yes... Week Zero is coming up this Saturday. It's Sonny Mike here in the morning, right here on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the early line. Now, when we talk about early line, those early lines were out for a long time, Mike Blewett, for week one of this NFL season. And we've seen a couple line moves here. So let's go over just a few of these games just to wet the whistle because we are so close, finally, to week one in the NFL, particularly that opening night game between the Rams and the Bills. If we see that line where it opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook, some people were surprised that the Bills opened up as a slight favorite at minus one. But now we're seeing minus two and a half. And maybe, could we see a favorite Buffalo Bills opening night at minus three versus the Rams in their own building in an over-under of 52 and a half? Do you agree, Mike, with this line movement and as is the Bills being the favorite? I do not agree with the line movement. For a while there, Donnie, it was waffling. Minus one, mm-hmm. pick them, plus one, Bills. And now it's settled into, I think part of it is that the Bills have looked really good during the preseason. I think part of it would have to be what we talked about in the previous segment about Matt Stafford's injury. And we don't know how healthy he is at the moment. I'm taking the points. I got a home team on the Thursday nighter to open. Those teams perform tremendously well. They're the Super Bowl champ. I do think the Bills are going to be better than them long-term this year, but give me the points right now. The only question is, do I wait for it to try to get to three or just take the two and a half and put it in my back pocket right now? Yeah, take a look at last year, right? Opening night. Everybody excited for it here. My thought process was, oh, look at this. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to roll the Dallas Cowboys because we weren't sure how Dak Prescott was going to emerge off of his leg injuries, a a shoulder that wasn't performing all that well in training camp. And they should have actually beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opening night. So it's always fun to watch those play out. Another intriguing one, which seen a lot of turmoil and certainly line movement turbulence. And that's the game between the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Jacoby Brissett now, as we know, is probably, at least we think, going to be the starting quarterback at the 
this point. Also, Baker Mayfield announced he will start for the Carolina Panthers. This line opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus four point favorite here for the Browns, probably anticipating we can't make it any higher. We don't really know the final outcome of Deshaun Watson. But now as we look at the FanDuel Sportsbook today, the favorite no longer is the Cleveland Browns. It's the Carolina Panthers at a minus one and a half. Mike, do you agree with that line movement? And should the Panthers be a favorite in this game? The only big X factor, I shouldn't say the only, but a big X factor in this is, are you, Donnie, right side, absolutely convinced that Jacoby Brissett is their starter while Watson is out? Game game one. Game one, Mike, I'll say yes. Okay. So I'll probably concur with you there. It'd be hard to bring somebody in now and say you're a week one starter, whether it's Jimmy G or whomever. But... I do find it odd that Brissett is the only plan while Watson is out. And I don't think Brissett is bad. I just think if you're going to have this talented of a roster, and everybody agrees, they have lots of talented players all over the place, and scuffle to 500 because of average quarterback play and have Watson try to come in and save the day when he hasn't played a live NFL game, at that point it will have been nearly two years. That's a lot to ask. You're punting an entire season. And they may be way under the salary cap this year. 30, they're $32 million over the salary cap next year, Donnie. This is not a large window for them. So I just find it odd that this is what the plan is for now. I think, I, I think everybody wants the Panthers to win. They want Baker to be in there. And I think people are rooting emotionally that they want Baker to go in there and beat the Browns. And I actually have a small piece of the Panthers to make the playoffs because I got it pre-Baker price. It's at five to one for them to just make the playoffs. I think they could be sneaky if everything comes together. I also am concerned that the coach is on such a hot seat that he's going to fold under that pressure. Right now, I think you got to take a point and a half here. I just think the Browns overall are the better team. Emotions can absolutely come into play in this one and Baker can get a big win, and I'm actually rooting for him in that way. But I think I just have to take the points. I do think the Browns are the better team, and people are betting against them because of all these other dynamics. It makes some sense. And also one of those games where if Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play and Baker Mayfield never got traded to them, nobody would care about this game, Mike. But all of a sudden, that's one of those games at 1 o'clock they're going to tune into to see how Baker is doing against his former boys. Two quick games I want to talk about here with movement, Indianapolis and Houston. The reason I bring this up is Matt Ryan's in town for the Colts, and they're expected all they needed to do was get rid of Carson Wentz and get a competent quarterback, and they should roll this year in the NFL. Well, we'll find out. But the betters are believing that as well in game one. Minus seven and a half. That line opened up as a road favorite for the Colts. Now we see them sitting at eight and a half. Is it that easy for the Colts to open up and just roll Houston? Or do we see Houston surprise just like they did last year in game one? But again, that was against a lowly Jacksonville team. I don't think the Texans surprised. But eight and a half in a divisional game, in a road divisional game, that's not a profitable position, Donnie. If you're going to bet road divisional favorites, and giving up more than a touchdown, I think you almost can blind bet it in the other direction and be profitable. I don't love the Texans at all this year. I think they're going to be fighting for the number or not fighting for the number one overall pick. <laughs> and I am very bullish on the Colts. I'd love to see them come out of the gate and put up a big number. I'd feel confident in my futures bets with the Colts, but uh, laying eight and a half in week one on the road in division, 
I think it's a bad call. I, I, I'd swallow my pride and and probably bet the Texans if you're going to give me that many points. Yeah, Frank Reich, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. One quick game I want to look at is that Sunday night football game opening weekend. That's the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Roll reversal, Mike, from last year where we saw this game played opening night in Tampa Bay when they were getting the rings. Now, Dallas Cowboys aren't getting any rings in this game, but I do think they're getting a lot of respect. FanDuel opened up this game at minus two and a half, but now we see a minus one and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are we saying this is a combination of we're not sure on Brady, Mike Evans hamstring injury, Godwin won't be there, and just the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are home and presumably we would think be healthy for that game? Do you agree with that line? I understand all the mitigating factors in this game. And I think if this was a week two game and we get to see the Bucks in week one, it'd be a drastically different line, probably three, four, five points difference. Uh, but I think the interesting thing about week one, and you can make the counter argument with what I just said about the Colts and Texans. I think week one is a real opportunity for NFL betters to find value because the book hasn't seen them yet either. And you can go out and just say, you know what? There's value there. That line's too short. I think this is one of those instances. I think the Bucks, excuse me, the Cowboys and the Bears did as little to improve their their teams this offseason than any other teams in the league. They let a couple of guys walk. They didn't really yeah. anybody add anybody. Questionable draft strategy. And I think they're walking in against a Bucks team that's going to be highly motivated. If Evans is hurt, that does change things. We know Godwin probably won't play. But I think Tom Brady is going to be fine. I don't know what this absence is about, but it's excused, and it doesn't seem to be particularly controversial to the team. So uh, I think the Bucs can at least beat him by a field goal. They beat him by two last year. One would be led to believe that here, but always interesting week one gambling and those surprises that will happen that we could talk about the Monday after that opens up. Now, talking about a week one, how about a week zero? How about in college football? We sit here on a Wednesday. You know what? This Saturday, we're watching live college football, and it matters. Seven games on the slate, starting with the Ben Stevens Invitational with Northwestern <laughs> and Nebraska, which now sits at a minus 13.5 favorite here for those Nebraska Cornhuskers. Even with the seven games, they're not the best on the slate, but uh, it's not the best for a slate, I should say, but it is opening weekend here. Talk about some thoughts here, Mike, on the advantages or maybe disadvantages of betting week zero. Are you fired up? Do you have any angles? And how should it just a novice player approach week zero? Nothing says college football like Northwestern and Nebraska playing in Dublin, Donnie. Yes. <laughs> I find it History. to be one of the more curious kickoffs yeah. in week zero. But mm -hmm. that's a ton of points. <laughs> Nebraska fans have come out and bet this game heavily. I don't know that I don't obviously I don't think Northwestern's going to put up a huge fight on the season, but Nebraska team that was as disappointing as they were last year coming out and laying two, two touchdowns in week one. And remember what happened week zero, excuse me. Remember what happened to them in week zero last year? They got dumped by Illinois. People were stunned yeah. at what happened to Nebraska early True. in the season. So uh, I, I think you got to hold your breath and, and hang on to the points here uh, and just hope that Nebraska scuffles a little bit. I think Nebraska gets the wins with the win, but I don't lay two touchdowns to start off the season. Uh, the Penn State-Purdue game, West Virginia-Pittsburgh game, these are kind of interesting battles early, a backyard brawl to kick off the season, and then uh, you know Penn State and Purdue, I know that's uh, a few days away, but the Northwestern-Nebraska game, 
I, I think I'm going to actually take the points. And I don't know that too many people are doing that. I call it like the silly season, Mike, in college basketball, where you watch so many games in that, you know, first week of November all the way through Thanksgiving. Hey, look, these two teams are going to square up. They're playing in a ballroom down in Cancun. How about this game? They're on an aircraft carrier out in San Diego. It's the same thought process yeah. between Northwestern and Nebraska, two Midwestern schools, per se. Where's this game going to play it at? Is it in Lincoln? No. Is it in, a, you know, up in <laughs> Chicago? No, it's not. It's played a long way away. How's the turf going to be? We always guess that, right? When you head overseas, oh, it's going to be slippery. They're playing on a soccer pitch at this point, and now that's going to play out. 49 and a half points here is anticipated. Mark Whipple will see that debut of that new Nebraska offense with a new quarterback under Scott Frost. We'll see how that plays out. But if we're looking all the way through, the games that always get interesting because they start you with Northwestern Nebraska. We'll all watch. Probably people just lay down a bet just to get used to betting back in college football. But I love the fact that week zero, opening night, they give you what we always have liked throughout the last few decades in college football. Who's the last game on the card they're scheduled? Vanderbilt, and where are they at? Versus Hawaii. The get-back game here, whether it's Jimmy Chang or whoever is a quarterback for Hawaii, we're always watching that game, 53-and-a-half. Of these games on that seven-game slate, does anyone pique your interest here, Mike? Like, Do you have an angle on any one of these games, or have you bet any of these games in week zero? You haven't lived until you've bet on the Hawaii bailout game, Donnie. It's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern start. Vanderbilt, Hawaii, I think you can expect points there. You're right. The Timmy Chang, Colt Brennan days of them putting awesome. up big numbers. I, I, I look at, look, Connecticut, Utah State, I don't know that it get, garners a big rating on Saturday, but considering the state of UConn's defense over the last several seasons, I think you can look for a big number there. That is at 59 and a half. I think if we fast forward to that game a few weeks out, that that total would be in the 60s. So I think early season college football and NFL are often your best times to take advantage of it. And I could see, I know that UConn contributes much to the number, but mm -hmm. I think that one's over. I know it's a it's a scary total to take a look at in week zero, but I'll go with that one. That total is one that I like a lot. Quick thoughts here before we get out. Uh, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, all minus money to make the playoff here in college football. Do all three of those teams make it? Does one miss it? Or who may be the most vulnerable out of those three, Mike? The most vulnerable, vulnerable would be Georgia just due to the sheer amount of players that they True. lost from the championship team. Five defensive players picked in the first round and uh, I think seven or eight overall. But I don't think any of them miss. I think this is a pretty cut and dry college football playoff season. I think all three of those make it. There we go. Mike blew it on a Wednesday. Get used to it, people, all throughout football season. Wednesday here on the early line. We'll have some fun talking football. Whatever topics come up here. But we got one more segment to go here. You know what that is? Derek Carr's got to answer now for Tom Brady. Come on back. Listen to him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Final segment of the day right here for the early line on a Wednesday morning right here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 159. Hit a ton of topics today. Got you set up for the Major League Baseball afternoon schedule as well as the night schedule. Hit some NFL topics and also included some Kevin Durant trade talk. But you know what keeps on coming up in the media? Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And now Derek Carr has to answer questions about what if Tom Brady had come to the Raiders. Listen up. Just when you thought it couldn't get any more wild out here, when you said to yourself, it's normal for Tom Brady, a quarterback of his stature, just bouncing for roughly two weeks in the middle of training camp for the Tampa Bay Bucks, And then if you're watching UFC with the Gronks and Dana White, Dana White said, you know what? I had a deal brokered. It's going to send Tom Brady. It's going to send Rob Gronkowski out to Las Vegas before he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But somehow, some way, John Gruden did not like that idea, so he wound up in Tampa Bay. So you say to yourself, boy, that should be water under the bridge. Well, it's really not because we found out that Tom Brady retired and wanted to play for the Dolphins and bring Sean Payton in. And now we find out this Raiders malarkey, as I like to say. Well, Deborah Carr is now getting answers saying, hey, man, do the Raiders even want you at this point? They wanted Tom Brady, and he's saying, hey, I got a season to get ready for. What do I care if the Raiders, under John Gruden, who's no longer our head coach, thought about pursuing and then didn't end up pursuing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, and where would I be? On the Washington Commanders, the Indianapolis Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins. Who knows where I would be? But it's just amazing the tentacles that Tom Brady has throughout the league and what they were actually doing behind the scenes and where he was going to go after he decided with both him and Bill Belichick that New England wasn't the place to be anymore. Well, he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won a world championship, and Tom Brady supposedly is all in with the Buccaneers to win a championship this year. We'll find out, but my goodness, not even the Bucs have to answer questions just about Tom Brady. It's other teams throughout the league. Stay tuned right now here. The morning after coming up next with Ben Stevens right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.